the podcast. I'm your host, Morgan. I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm recording on a Monday, and I don't know if I've ever recorded on a Monday, but let me tell you, today has been good. Today has been such a great day. Before we get into the topic of the episode, which is navigating your early 20s and life post-grad, I will give you guys my little life updates, a few things to talk about. Number one, yes, today has been a great day and it's a Monday, which is funny because it's my first day back in office, back in Ludington in like a week and a half. And so I was like, last night I was like, you know what, I need, I need to make sure I start this day off on a, on the right note. Like my busy season for photography basically starts this week and I have my first, my first actual wedding this weekend. I've been doing a ton of second shooting last couple months, um, but I have my first wedding this weekend. And so I'm just trying to start my week off on a great note, also because I've been putting off so many things since my birthday, like I worked the week of my birthday, and then the birthday weekend, I didn't do anything, and then immediately after that, I drove to Iowa, so I've been on the road, and camping, had weddings, finally back in town, so just trying to start off the note, start off the week on the right note, and I don't know if you guys have heard of Notion, but I have the Notion, I have a Notion account on my computer, and I need to get the Notion app, so I have it on my phone too. But basically, it's like for organizing your life and your to-do lists and calendar. Literally, there's tons of stuff. I still don't really totally understand how to use it, so I'm getting used to it. But I made it a couple... Honestly, I think I made it like in the winter or in the fall or something. So I've had it for quite a long time. I just never really used it. And I usually just write down my to-do list on my iPad or on my planner because I'm a paper planner gal. But I was like... I want to start using Notion. I feel like it would be really easy to use. And I use it for my podcast notes. So I outline my episodes in Notion. I have my episode schedule. I do all of that in Notion. And so I was like, I need to start using this for work. And I also will hopefully have an intern starting in the next week or so. And I have all everything organized in Notion that my intern will be able to look at as well. So anyway, I'm just trying to get more of my life into Notion. And so last night... Sunday night, I was like, I need to start the week off on the right note. Let me just make a little dump list of things that need done this week. So I made a just big long to-do list of everything that needs to be done this week. And then I made a weekly to-do list and just started separating things by day. And I used to be so good about this, but honestly, like the last like, geez, probably five months, I have not, even six months, I feel like I've not been super big about keeping my to-do lists on track and having a daily to-do list and stuff like that and so I separated things out by day because I was like I need I need Friday off and then I have a wedding Saturday and so I need to get basically everything done Monday through Thursday and I have also things going on this week so I just knew I needed to separate everything so separated out my to-do list for Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday so far and I already have accomplished so much and that was after going to yoga this morning getting ready, cleaning up, going to the coffee shop, getting work done, coming back, and now I'm recording this. And I still have like two more things on my to-do list, but I literally added like five things to today's to-do list. Ended up doing five extra things. And so I'm like, I need to get back on this. So we are on the Notion grind. If you don't have Notion, definitely try it out. I'm loving it so far. I need to get on my phone still. But yeah, so just been very productive today. Very happy about that. Feels good to kind of get back in the flow um, yeah, another random update about my life is that I stopped my birth control yesterday. So I was on my period last week, 
I was supposed to start my next pack of birth control last night and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I keep having pictures come up on my Snapchat memories of a year ago today, you know, and last summer, I started birth control last summer, July 2021, and my anxiety skyrocketed, I feel like, since starting birth control. And it's so hard to know what is the reason for my anxiety or why my mental health is the way that it is because I clearly, I've had mental health troubles even before starting birth control, so I don't want to blame it fully on that, but I do fully know that, like, July, August, September last year, I was so anxious, so overwhelmed, like, I didn't even know who I was, I haven't known who I am, which I know is very, very common for your 20s, which we'll get into in today's episode, but what I'm saying is that I just don't feel right, I don't feel like myself, and as much as I've been trying to, like, get back to myself, and I feel more like myself than I have in such a long time, I still just don't feel like birth control is helping me, and so, you know, not in a relationship now, doesn't really matter, so why not stop it? So last night I just decided not to start my next pack and we're going to see how it goes. I am a little bit scared just because I'm not sure how my hormones will be or how any of that will be but honestly I'm really excited just because I've never been a huge fan of birth control in the first place. Like I the thought of putting something in my body that affects my hormones and I don't know I've always been scared of doing it. And then I got a boyfriend, we lived together, got on birth control. And now I'm just like so over it. I don't really have a specific reason to be on it anymore. I do love that it made my periods consistent, but the more I learn about birth control and what it does to you, those aren't even real periods. It like stops your periods. I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of birth control. I don't want an IUD. I don't want an explanation in my arm. I just feel like I want to stop it altogether. And that's how I've kind of always felt. I've never been a huge fan of it. And so anyway, I'm stopping it. I've had a lot of friends that have stopped it recently as well. And basically, I've heard nothing but good things about stopping birth control. So here we are. Luckily, I mean, I haven't even been on it for a full year. So it's not, I obviously, it's still going to take my body time to adjust. And that's the thing is, I honestly feel like my body just got adjusted finally a couple months ago to being on it. So I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. We're going to try it out. I'm hoping it'll really help. I just feel like I used to be, I used to just think so much more about myself and like my dreams and my plans and just so many other things in my head I feel like used to go on and none of that really happened since I started birth control and I don't, I know there are obviously a ton of other factors in my life like I was in a relationship, I was thinking about more than just me but I still just feel like my birth control really, really fucked me up. And so here we are. I'm going off of it. Bottom line, we shall see what happens. Um, I'll keep you guys updated, but I'm hoping that it's all good things. Um, anyway, another update. I bought two Stanley Cups. I don't know if I mentioned this on any of the other episodes. I don't think I have, but I finally got on the Stanley Cup Tumblr trend um the one with the it's like the 40 ounce with the handle and the straw I've literally seen them all over tiktok and instagram and everybody has one and i was like i've wanted one but i was like i don't know if i need it and then they came out must have been the week of my birthday and they restocked and i was like you know what 
birthday present to myself, don't care. Well, then I couldn't decide between the two colors when I got in line with two colors in my cart. And so then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just buying two. So I got the color Abalone, Abalon, Abalone, whatever, and then cream. And I'm obsessed with them. I hate to be that bitch that is on the trends, but seriously, it's, I love the cup. So next time they restock, seriously, get yourself one. I feel like that's pretty much my life recently. Just kicking off busy season this week. About to dive into so much work. Excited, nervous, scared, overall excited. It's been a long time coming. I feel like I've been waiting for June to hit, like the middle of June to hit for my busy season to kick off. But I'm just super excited. Also, another big life update (laughs) I forgot about. Just decided this two days ago. So if you guys have been listening, you know that I've been planning to move out of Ludington, where I live now in my apartment at the end of July, and I was planning to move home with my parents for two months, save on rent, and then move to Richmond, Virginia in October. Well, I don't know what all of a sudden, like, sparked this idea in my head, like, literally two days ago, maybe three, I think it was Saturday, so two days ago. I all of a sudden was like, wait, what if I just stayed in Ludington longer? And here's the thing, I'm very big about, like, trust your gut, go with your instincts, and, like, things should feel right. like, what? Rice? <laughs> Your choices should feel just right on the inside. Like, you should be able to be at peace with the decisions you're making. And for me, moving out of Ludington in July, like, was giving me so much... What's the opposite of peace? Uncertainty. Like, and not in a good way. Like, every time I thought about moving in July, it just felt so rushed and I felt so uncomfortable about it. And I was just like, I don't really want to move then. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Like, Originally, when the breakup happened, I wanted to get out of here as fast as possible, and I didn't want to be around here anymore. I just wanted to run, and so I did for a couple weeks. I escaped, and now I've been back, and the thing is, summer in Ludington was what I've been looking forward to, and at this point, I've been living here since November, which is what, eight months, and I was basically living here for a couple months before that, and so it's like, I finally have lived here for this long. I'm so comfortable here. I have made new friends. I go to my yoga class every week, almost every day. I have so many things that I love here. I have my, the coffee shop that I go to every day. I finally just feel so settled and the thought of moving in a month, like I don't, I don't want to move yet. I actually truly enjoy this and I, I enjoy living here and I love, love, love my apartment. I love where I live right now and I just don't want to leave yet. And so as much as I want to move to Richmond and get into Virginia right away, I also want to enjoy where I am right now. Like, I like being here. I don't want to rush myself out of here. And so I decided that I'm going to stay through here. I'm going to stay in Ludington through the end of September. So like October 1st, I should be out of here. I'm going to move home for a month or two, which then that way I can be home for the holidays. Um, And then I'll be looking for apartments for like December, January, maybe February, but hopefully by December, January, I can move to Richmond. So I'll still be able to move home for a month or two, save on a little bit of rent, but I also still get to enjoy living in Ludington. I also just have stuff booked here, photography-wise, in the fall, and I was going to have to drive over here all the time with the price of gas right now. I was like, honestly, I'm literally better off just paying rent and staying here. 
especially where I live. My rent is very affordable and I just actually love living here and I'm just not ready to move yet. And part of me, I think before was like thinking that if I didn't move, then that meant that I was holding on to my ex or holding on to the relationship or holding on to this place because it reminds me of him. But in reality, it's not that. It's I I have come to the decision that like this is what is right for me right now. And I do enjoy living here and it does feel right. So I'm just going to coast on that. I'm going to enjoy my time here and make the most of it because, again, as we'll get into in this episode, you need to enjoy the journey of life. That sounded so cliche, but like seriously, I just want to enjoy where I'm at right now. I don't want to rush out of here. So I'm staying for longer than expected. And when I think about it, it makes me so happy. Like I actually am so excited about staying here until October. And every time I thought about moving in July before I got like so sad, like not even just like, and it's going to be sad in general, just because it's the closing of a chapter and that's just how it is and moving home. I mean, it's just kind of sad, but it's still like, this just brings me so much more peace, this decision than moving out so soon. So Yes, that's my little update there. Gonna announce that on social media here sometime soon so that I can keep booking out for Michigan for this year and then start booking for Virginia in 2023. I'm super excited about that. But overall, just life is starting to get busy again. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for everything going on. I'm excited to be in Ludington. There's a basketball, big basketball tournament in Ludington this weekend, so there should be lots of people out, and I do have a wedding on Saturday, but I'll head back, hopefully go out Friday night, maybe go out Saturday night, just have some fun. So, I'm just excited. Hopefully, you guys are excited about things in your life as well. I'm realizing as I'm talking right now about things I'm excited about, I forgot to post about things that we're grateful for, so there, I will not be reading what anyone else is grateful for on this episode, but I go, I'll give you guys one thing I'm grateful for, and that is Ludington and my apartment. We're gonna call that, is that two things? I don't really know, but I am, I am seriously just really grateful for this apartment and where I live, and being able to just live on my own and do things on my own, and kind of find that independent personality that I always used to have, and I still always have had, but just kind of tapping back into that again, and so I'm just very grateful for that. All right, that is enough about me. Let's dive into this episode. So today's episode by the title is Navigating Your Early 20s and Life Post-Grad. So when I put something on my story before about, on my Instagram story about what you guys would like to hear about, what are some episode ideas you have, a couple people said things about navigating your early 20s or life post-grad. And this is definitely something I've been wanting to talk about, but I was a little bit nervous to talk about navigating your early 20s just because I literally turned 22 this month. So I'm not deep into my 20s yet, but I do feel like I at least have a little bit to talk about. And I did some research on just what other people say about navigating your early 20s and kind of compiled that all into this big list of things we can talk about today. Um, But I still just do feel like I can give you guys some insight or at least start a conversation about this, get your brain moving. Um, thinking about your early 20s. And although I'm only 22, just turned 22, um, I do feel like I still have something to talk about, like I said. And the best part is like a year or two from now, I'm sure I'm going to listen back to this episode and realize how little I even knew about it. But I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what's so great about your 20s is that 
Like it is, it is for learning and growing and changing and just embracing every part of that. And so I just want to embrace what I know now and then we can continue looking forward to everything I learn and we learn and everybody learns together. So diving in, number one, let's just talk about just post-grad life and early 20s in general. For me, my post-grad life started earlier than most people. I graduated college at 20. I turned 21 a month later, but still I graduated college at 20. And so I feel like most people don't graduate until they're like 21, 22, maybe 23, depending. So for me, my early 20s have literally been spent post-grad. They've not, they've barely been spent in college. Only one year of my early 20s so far has been in college. And so I've basically only been at post-grad life for a year now, since I graduated about a year ago. And what I've come to realize is that there are some big pros and there are some big cons. So we'll start with just a few cons in general that I immediately thought of is that post-grad life is lonely. It's isolating. It's very easy to not have people around. When you're in college, you're constantly surrounded by your friends. You honestly don't really have a choice half the time whether or not you're surrounded by people and you're seeing people all the time. And once you grad, and at the time, it's so fun. And I just remember by the time I was ready to graduate, I was, you know, I'm ready for some more alone time. I'm ready to live on my own. I'm ready to not have roommates. And guess what? I miss it now. Like, I miss having crazy crackhead nights with my roommates and cooking with them and watching movies and just like having so much fun with them. I miss that. And once you graduate and people are living their own separate lives and doing their own things, like it can feel very, very isolating unless your friends are still around you. For me, I mean, I'm in Ludington. I moved here for my ex. I didn't have friends here. And so my first year of postgrad has been so, so isolating and lonely and very, very hard. And for some people, it's not like that. Some people, there's tons of people around them still. Their friends move to the same place they do or nobody moves and you're all in the same spot. Some people, it's very different. But for me, two big or big con has been that it's been very lonely and isolating. The other thing is like post-grad life can feel kind of boring. You're used to being constantly be doing something. For me in college, I I mean, you're constantly out at events or doing literally anything. Also, for me, that was a little bit different because I went to college during COVID, so it wasn't as event-packed or we didn't do as many things because there wasn't really much to do. But even then, it's still, post-grad life can feel a little bit more boring unless you're putting in the work to be doing things. Um, it can also just feel very confusing. You don't know what you want. You might think you know what you want. You might be working a job that you thought was your dream job, but maybe it's not anymore. You don't know who you want as your friends. You don't know who you want in your life. You don't know the kind of clothes you want to wear. You don't know the way you want to decorate your apartment. You don't know where you want to live. It's just really confusing and it makes you feel kind of just lost sometimes and purposeless, I guess. For me, I didn't necessarily, I don't necessarily feel purposeless, but there are some days where I do feel so lost and I think I had found my purpose and I think I found my dream job, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I hate this? 
but it's also that again I had a very long slow season where I didn't really work very much and so I just felt so lost and now that I'm back to work I feel like myself again and things feel normal again and so it's just it's very easy to feel all of these things but there are also some crazy great pros to postgraduate life and being graduated I mean you're not doing homework every day so that is a major plus it's just fun in general like yes it can be lonely yes it can be all those things that I said but it can also be so so fun like it's there's no school nights anymore like yeah you might have work in the morning but you can go out and get drinks on a Tuesday night you can go out and have fun and you don't have to get up and go to school or do your homework or meet with your professors it's just very freeing and fun and I do love it as much as I have talked about the the cons of it I do love postgrad life and just how fun and freeing it can feel it also is just so full of opportunity yeah you can feel lost but you can also look at that as seeing how many options you have like in college you feel like you're just stuck and you just need to get the things done you don't really have a choice you just kind of have to do what you have to do to be done and like now we're in real life (laughs) in your early 20s you are in real life you have so much room to grow and just figure out what you want and if you look at it that way and see that yeah you might not know what you want but that means you have the option to try anything like you can try whatever you want to do and that is so exciting like that that's so exciting to know that you can just try anything and end up doing whatever you dream of who knows there's literally so many opportunities out there for you as long as you're willing to try them out and I think that is probably one of the greatest, most amazing parts of being in your early 20s, knowing that you can literally do whatever you want, and this is the time to do it. So yeah, you guys know my story a little bit. I graduated college at 20. I moved home after graduation for a couple months, basically for the summer, kind of lived between my house, my car, and my boyfriend's house ended up moving in with my ex five months after college graduation when I was 21 and now I'm 22 and single and living alone. So clearly a lot has already happened in my early 20s. We're only two years in and I feel like a lot has already happened, but that's exciting. That's so fun. I feel like I've already experienced so many things at the age of 22. Sometimes I honestly forget I'm only 22. It doesn't help that all my friends are at least like 23, 24, 25 even And so I feel like half the time I just assume I'm older than I am. But yeah, everything happens for a reason. That is honestly my motto for life. I need to get some sort of tattoo that signifies that because especially everything that's been going on in my life lately, the first thing I like comes to mind is that everything happened for a reason. I distinctly remember being drunk, losing my phone in the river last week. And two seconds after I was like, it happened for a reason. It happened for a reason. I don't know what reason that is right now but it happened for a reason. Maybe I was going to text someone later that would have been a bad idea or somebody was trying to call me that was going to upset me. I don't know. Literally, who knows? Maybe it was a sign to stop being on my phone so much and realize that the thing that I thought was the most important thing that I could never lose, I lost it and life went on. Maybe that was what, who knows? Everything happens for a reason. And I think remembering that through your early 20s, through your life post-grad, is going to be such a huge, huge help to you because if you freak out when things happen and think that there's no reason for it happening, then nothing will make sense and it'll be very hard to get through everything that's happening. And so I just remember myself 
everything happens for a reason. There's some sort of reason that that happened, that it needed to happen, whether I'm going to learn that now in five days, in five years, who knows. But at some point, everything comes full circle and you're going to realize why that thing happened. So for me, breaking up, getting broken up with, I mean, that did not feel good. It still doesn't feel good some days, but it happened for a reason. I needed... I needed that to grow into who I'm supposed to be and to find the person I'm supposed to be with and to live the life that I'm supposed to live. I needed all that to happen for a reason. I don't regret a second of that relationship. I don't regret anything about that because it taught me so much about who I am and what I want. And so that happened for a reason. Losing my phone happened for a reason. Moving to Ludington happened for a reason. Everything in the last two years has happened for a reason. Everything in the last 22 years of my life has happened for a reason. So sorry, I feel like I've just said that so many times, but it really does. Everything happens for a reason. And that's, that's my, I have it in caps on my outline because I just want to drill that into everyone's head because I have been drilling it into my own. And that's what keeps me going is that there's a reason that things are happening the way that they are. So now I kind of have basically, I've compiled this very large list of tips for your early twenties and life post-grad just between different articles from my own brain, from what I've heard from other people, advice I've gotten from other people. And so I kind of just want to run through this list and we can kind of talk about everything and just, yeah, talk about navigating your early 20s because there, I, th- I think there's some things that can make it a lot easier and just some things to think about. Some of these things are things I already do or some of them are things I'm also telling myself I need to do. So I'm just going to run through them. And we can talk about them all. Number one, I'm not, I'm not going to go by number. I'm just going to talk about them as I go. But the first one is just to write down your goals. I talked about this in my goal setting episode that came out, I think, on New Year's. And I'm huge on goals. I recently have not been super into them. And so I want to get back into them again. And I just seriously think they are such a such a good way to get yourself dreaming about the future and about what you want in life. And so by writing them down, then you can see them, you can kind of conceptualize them, be able to see them on paper, like the act of writing them out also helps. Just writing them down, knowing that they are somewhere written down and in pen and paper, on the internet, whatever. Having them written down is just so good for you, especially then you can look back. Like I have a paper hanging in my room at my house at home or my room at home and my parents and there's goals that I wrote down. I think it was at the end of 2019 or January 2020 and there's some like crazy goals on there that I'm like, like one of them is reach 10k followers. I'm still at like 3,000 like in that that was two years ago, which is totally fine. It was just more so some crazy goals right down. I wrote down that I wanted to open a coffee cart one day. Just random stuff like that that just like kind of crosses my mind. But I'm like, you know what? Someday I'm going to do that. And so then maybe in 10 years when that does happen, I can look back and be like, oh my God, I wrote that down in 2020 and look where we are now. So I think just writing down your goals is a huge, huge thing that you should be doing in your 20s. Also, be delusional. Sounds crazy, but I've been telling myself that lately because I get really bad anxiety um, socially sometimes. And I also, I just get myself so worked up that people are judging me. Not even, not even that people are judging me, just that like, I'm going to fail, I guess. That's always been probably my number one biggest fear is failure. And so I'm just trying to tell myself to just 
be more delusional. Like, stop caring what people think. Be a delusional person that walks up, asks a question, doesn't care who's watching, wears what she wants, does what she wants, does what makes her happy. Be that delusional person. And that kind of involves, goes along with, like, putting yourself out there. I have been trying to do that more as well. When I get my coffee, actually having a conversation with the barista and not just getting it and walking away and hoping that nobody speaks to me or saying hi to the people on the street or having a conversation with the people in my yoga class, just like going out for drinks and having a a conversation with the person sitting next to me at the bar, anything like that, like just put yourself out there, put yourself in situations that would normally kind of scare you and be delusional that you're going to do great at whatever you're trying or you're not going to be embarrassed because what's the point? Literally, you only live once. Who cares if somebody thinks something about you? Because the bottom line is somebody's, everybody's going to be thinking something about you anyway. So why not just come out and be a confident bitch and do what you want to do? Also, stop comparing your life to others, okay? I am so fucking guilty of this. I cannot even explain. But everyone's timeline is different in life. Figure out what you want. Don't try to copy somebody else's life. I think that I did this a lot in the last few months especially over the winter when I wasn't doing much for myself and I was just kind of following people on social media, seeing that they were starting their lives with their husbands and their kids and having their businesses and making six figures and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, why is that not happening for me yet? Well, Morgan, because you were 21. You're still only 22. Mm, You don't have to have everything figured out yet. Don't compare your life to somebody else's because yours is not theirs. Your life is so much different. And it's so easy to just look at somebody else and think that, like, that's what I want. But what do you actually want? Sit down and brainstorm and write goals and figure out what you want. Not based on what other people are doing, but what you specifically want on your own. And then just embrace where you're at right now. Because when you realize that the journey is the biggest part of your life and you embrace where you're at right now... It's going to make life so much more enjoyable. And this is a this is a tip to myself because that's something I've been working on probably for the last like three years is just enjoying the journey, embracing where I am, being here in the moment because I always am either looking back wishing that I was somewhere else or looking forward wishing that I was somewhere else. And I need to just start living in the moment and realizing that the journey is the biggest part. Like your 20s are the journey. Yeah, the rest of your life is a journey too, but Your 20s are such a transformative time and such a time for you to try things and do new things and figure out what you want that it is such a big part of your life journey. So enjoy it. Don't rush into marriage and kids and buying a house unless you want that. And if if that happens early on for you, that is also great. I'm not judging that by any means. But what I'm saying is if you're not there yet, don't don't get mad at yourself. Like enjoy where you're at right now. Another big thing is to prioritize time with the people that are important to you. This has been very big for me probably the last like two years and specifically since graduation or honestly my last year of college even. Like I don't really waste time on people that don't add value to my life and I don't want that to come off as selfish because I it's not just about me but at the end of the day your life is about you. Yes, there can be other people that you prioritize as well and you put your partner before yourself or if you're religious, you put God before yourself or whatever that is. 
that's fine. But at the end of the day, don't be wasting time on people that don't add value to your life and prioritize, just prioritize the time with the people that are important to you because you're gonna, I know, I don't regret, I don't regret anything, but I do know there are a lot of times I spent with people that didn't actually bring me joy to my life or really make me a better person. I just hung out with them because they were there. And at this point in my life, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to spend time with people that bring me joy. I bring them joy. We make each other better people. Those are the people that I want in my life. And so for me, that also went along with boyfriends and relationships. Like I had never been in a relationship until I was 20 because it never seemed worth it to waste time on someone that I didn't see a future with or someone that I didn't truly think made me a better person and I made them a better person. And so if you are slow to get into relationships or just don't spend a ton of time with a ton of other people, that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. I think that just prioritizing yourself and the people that you want in your life can be so important. And and it's okay to be a little bit selfish. I used to, if somebody asked me to do something or asked if a time worked to do something, I would immediately just say yes, even if it didn't. Or if I had to drive to them, I'd be, oh, that's fine, not a big deal. And sometimes it's not. I do appreciate that I have those values in my life and that I am willing to do things for other people because I think that is a great trait of mine. But at the same time, there has to come a point, and especially during your early 20s when you are figuring out yourself and what you want, be selfish. Say no. Be okay with, like, prioritizing yourself and not just doing what other people want. If you don't want to go to the bar, don't go to the bar just because everybody else is going. Or if you want to go home, then get an Uber and go home. Be selfish. Do what you want to do what you need to do that maintains your health and your mental health because that goes into my next thing is making time for yourself is so important. Your mental health is important. Investing in your health is important. And that all just kind of goes along with being selfish in a way because you need to make time for yourself. Your mental health is so, so important and goes so goes along so much with your physical health that if you're not making time for yourself and prioritizing those things, you are not going to be doing well. I have put so much time into myself and making time for myself. And I I do know that this summer, as things get busy, I can't prioritize. I I won't be prioritizing myself as much and I already know that I'm probably going to regret it. I already know that I've already overbooked myself a couple weeks, but at the end of the day, I still do prioritize myself so, so much. And even like scheduling a call with someone this week and they were asking about a certain time and it's during my yoga class that they wanted to meet. And I was like, oh, like normally I would just be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I would just kind of throw what I was planning to do to the curb because that's what worked best for them. And I was like, you know what? No, like my yoga classes make me happy. They bring me so much joy. They start my day off on the right foot. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, throw that to the curb just because it's what somebody else was asking for. Like That's a time to be selfish and say no and do what I need to do and suggest a different time. And guess what? It ends up working out. We found a different time that we could meet and it's no big deal. But just make that time for yourself because your mental health, your physical health, 
all of everything about your health is so, so important. If you get into those good habits now in your early 20s, they'll carry out through the rest of your life. Or so I hope. That's what I'm going for. Again, I'm only 22. I don't actually know. <laughs> um. Oh, there's so many more. Sorry. <laughs> I need to get more comfortable. I'm kind of falling on my bed right now. Here's an intermission. All right. I'm a little bit more comfy now. We can continue. All right. Make conversation with people and not just small talk. I am a huge hater on small talk. I kind of just, I hate small talk. I rarely do it. I feel like it's just so useless. So when you're talking to people, dive deeper into conversation, whether that's talking to boys on dating apps or talking to people in person or meeting new friends at an event. I don't care. Just go past small talk. Make actual real conversation with people because that's how you connect. And that's how you feel like you're less lonely. Even if you're only spending five minutes out of your day with someone, it will make the rest of your day feel so much less lonely because you genuinely connected with them, not just said, hi, how are you? How's the weather? Hope it's great. Blah, blah, blah. Try out journaling. So <laughs> I used to journal all the time. I specifically made a point of journaling a lot during college just because I wanted to be able to look back on that and my time in college. I have not journaled in probably, I've not journaled consistently in probably six months or so. Um, the last time I journaled was probably right after the breakup and maybe it was like once and that's about it. And so I have not been journaling much. I'm not saying you need to do it every day. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to do it every day and make sure that I was journaling. And now it's just, it's not really something that I am super, super wanting to do right now. And I probably will get back to it again. And that's great. But if you haven't tried journaling, definitely try it out. I think that it can be super beneficial if you sit down and end up writing four pages of stuff, great. If you sit down and write three sentences, great. Doesn't matter. Just try out journaling. I think that it could be a useful thing for you just to kind of feel like you can get some things out of your brain or doesn't even matter what you're talking about in your, when you're journaling. Just try it out. Also try cooking more. I got into cooking in 2021, so last year, and I love cooking now. I used to be a shit cook couldn't even scramble some eggs. I, it was not, it was not my forte. And now I literally love cooking. And I think that also just, not only does it give you something to do, it helps you invest in your health because you can focus on cooking healthy recipes, not even healthy recipes, just good food that you enjoy. And that's just good for your mental and physical health, as well as just it's a could be a new hobby. I mean, if you end up liking cooking, you can do it more often. And it also just gives you like for me living alone, cooking is like my my me time. It's my time to like hang out in the kitchen and do something fun. It's a break from work. So it also can save you a lot of money if you learn how to cook and you start cooking more at home. Then you're not postmating things or door dashing or going out to eat all the time. But you can still totally do all those things. But I think it's also better in moderation and cooking at home a lot is just super good. Another big tip is to start dating yourself. Whether you're single or not, take yourself on a date, prioritize your me time. I already said it earlier, but I actually, before my ex and I broke up, I started to prioritize myself again and took myself on a lunch date thrifting date, made a whole day of it. It's the first time I'd ever been to brunch by myself. Really one of the 
first few times I'd ever eaten out by myself and it made me so uncomfortable, but I knew how good it would be for me and it was and it was so much fun and just hanging out with yourself can be so much fun. So make it a date, make it into something, plan some, plan a date for yourself like you would with a partner or a friend. Why not? I mean, you spend every second of every day with yourself, so why not make it fun and make it intentional and get to know yourself a little bit better. And also date other people. This is one that I'm telling myself right now. Like I said earlier, I had only been, I've only been in one relationship. I, I very, always been very scared of getting hurt. I have also just thought that if I was going to date someone that I needed to, it needed to be the one. It needed to be someone I married. It needed to work out. And I think what I'm realizing is that, yes, that is great. If you meet someone on the first try and they are the one that's amazing. And I do think that I still want to date with the intention of being with them for quite a while, if not my life. But I also think that just dating other people and going on dates and just getting to know other people will teach you so much. And I'm telling myself, and I'm telling you guys, just don't be afraid of getting hurt. You're going to get hurt either way in life. And I think that's what I'm realizing after the breakup is that no matter how much you try not to get hurt, you're going to get hurt in some way, shape, or form in life. And so rather than letting that completely break you, try to look at it as a teaching moment. Like, why did that hurt you? What about them didn't work with you, what can you learn from this relationship that you can take as a positive rather than just seeing the sad negative parts? This is really hard for me because, like I said, I don't, dating, dating around isn't something I've ever done and it makes me very uncomfortable and I'm not saying that I'm telling you to go sleep with 20 people and never let yourself get attached to anyone at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying to try out dating other people. Try going on dates and just don't be so terrified of getting hurt. If it happens, it happens and you will move on. One thing I've learned is how fucking strong I am and how capable I am of picking myself up and moving on and getting over things. So, bottom line just don't be terrified of getting hurt be open to dating people and going out there and trying new things i won't dig in anymore about myself right now okay celebrate your wins big or small i try to celebrate a lot of my wins but it's also very hard to remember to do that because it's so easy to get into a negative mindset but i do truly think that if you start celebrating all your big or small wins right now it's really going to set you up for success in the future when you have a partner and a family and a busier life where more is going wrong. It'll be a lot easier to celebrate yourself and the things that you're doing right when you get used to it now in your early 20s because then it's a habit for you. You're used to celebrating the small things. Then when you have a partner, you can celebrate their small things and if they don't already do that, you can help them or then you can raise your kids to do the same thing and then life is busy you guys can still be in the habit of celebrating all your tiny wins. This one's just now on my list, but I definitely said it earlier. Don't be afraid to say no. That just goes along with prioritizing yourself and your own health because 
sometimes you just have to say no. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but if you don't have the time or you don't have the mental capacity, just say no. Experiment with new hobbies. This is something that's very big for me right now because photography was my hobby, which then became my job, which now is my life. So as much as I love photography, I need other things. So this podcast has been a new hobby for me, which is kind of becoming a job as well. But either way, still a new hobby for me. Go try other things. I've been very into golf lately. I just got golf clubs for my birthday, so I'm excited to be golfing more. I really want to try pickleball. I used to be super into painting and just crafting when I was younger, so you could try that. I kind of want to get into running. I love to go on my walks, but I really think I would like to try to do more running, maybe do a 5K. I don't really know where that's coming from. It's been a recent thing of mine. Um, Or cooking. Like I said, I'm very into cooking and just making good meals. I'd like to do more with that and just have more fun creating meals and recipes. A lot of times I don't look at recipes or I'll just like glance through it and then just kind of make it up as I go. But I kind of want to get into like actually creating recipes and like learning more about cooking. So those are all options of things you can try out as hobbies. There's a million other things you could try as well. Just go out there and experiment with new hobbies and don't be afraid of being bad at them. There's a girl I follow on TikTok. I don't know what her name is, but her like whole page is about just trying things in your 20s and being okay with being bad at them. Like who who said we have to be good at our hobbies? We don't. It's a hobby. It's something to do for fun. So if you're having fun, who cares if you're good at it? I'm very bad at understanding that because I like to win and I'm a very competitive by nature, but we don't have to be good at our hobbies. We can just literally have fun doing them. All right, we got a few left, but trust yourself and your intuition. There's a reason you're thinking what you think. I actually talked about this at the beginning of the episode about how I felt so at peace with my decision to stay in Ludington for longer, and that's me trusting myself and my intuition. I don't know why that was making me feel like that, but at the end of the day, I felt so much more at peace with this decision, and so I'm trusting myself and just going with it. Don't settle. I could probably have a million things to say about this and I don't really think I'm ready to talk about yet, but don't settle for less than you deserve or just don't settle for anything. If you're not 100% happy, do not settle for it because that means you're saying no to the thing that will make you 100% happy. Don't settle for 99%, 99.9%. Find your 100% in everything that you do. Work hard, but don't forget about yourself. Kind of a reiteration of what I said earlier, but basically what I want to get out with this is that it's good to know how to hustle and how to work hard and to have that good work ethic, but don't forget to prioritize your personal life still. I think that I'm a bit of an anomaly in the wedding industry, and like I said, I still overbook myself. I still work very hard and get pulled into hustle culture sometimes but I still very much prioritize my personal life like I if I was on vacation last week no I didn't answer emails like no I didn't get a lot of work done and you know what who cares I was on vacation and so yeah I know I have a good work ethic I really do have a very good work ethic and I do know how to work hard but I still prioritize myself and I think a lot of people have trouble doing that a lot of people have trouble seeing that their time is just as important as their job or whatever they're doing. So maybe I seem selfish or just 
like I'm not a hard enough worker because I prioritize myself, but I'm not going to feel bad about that because that's something that is important to me and I'm happier when I am prioritizing my personal life and the things that I'm doing outside of work as well. So don't be afraid to do that because it's also so good for your mental health. Talked about this one a little bit, but again, just live in the moment. Be in the moment, stop worrying about what's in the future and in the past and live right now. We have the most freedom now in our early 20s, so do the things that you want to do, do them now. But, on the other hand, don't feel like you need to get them all done right now. That's always been my problem is that I I see that I'm in my early 20s. I see that this is the time to do all the fun things. This is the time to travel. This is the time to live the life I want to live. But I'm literally only 22. I have so much time left. So, yes, I need to embrace the freedom that I have now and be open and willing to try new things and do all that that I talked about earlier but I don't have to get it all done right now. If I start living a life now, like the life I want to live for the rest of my life, then I'll have time later as well. So yes, I have the most freedom now, but I don't have to do everything right this second. The last big thing is that just be okay with failing. I said it earlier, but seriously, I think that is the biggest thing to recognize in your 20s is that you have to be okay with failing. And this is, oh my gosh, this is, I'm directing this at myself so much right now because I have such an issue with failure. Like I said, it's one of my biggest fears has always been failure, being bad at things, not being good enough. And so what I'm trying to teach myself is that it is okay to fail. I'm going to fail, especially as a business owner. Oh my God, I'm never going to just get everything right on the first try. An example, not necessarily a failure, but to me, it, to me, my relationship ending felt a little bit like a failure because I had never had a boyfriend. I finally found someone that I liked and loved enough to be in a relationship with, and then that relationship failed. And I saw that as such a horrible thing at first. And honestly, it's just been recently that I've really come to terms with that. I'm not a failure for that relationship ending. I'm not a failure for things not working out as they plan. I honestly feel like a failure for pushing my plans to move to Virginia back. Like that makes me feel a little bit like a failure, but none of that, none of that is failure. And if it, even if it was, that's okay because failing is fine. It is okay to fail at things. It's okay to not be perfect at things because this is the time to figure out what we're good at, what we love, what we want to do for our lives. So be okay with yourself failing sometimes. Bottom line is, There are no rules. Your life is your own. Do not compare your journey to the people around you because we are all on our own path. I just catch myself comparing myself to others in the industry so often and it literally does nothing but hurt me. There's no good that comes out of comparing yourself to other people. Life is genuinely just very hard and it's okay. So embrace the journey. Enjoy it. Enjoy your 20s. Embrace where you're at. It's going to be hard. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to feel like you're lost and have no purpose, but it's going to be so fun and so exciting and so freeing and so full of opportunity. So just embrace every moment of it. This is the time in your life where you have the least amount of responsibilities. So embrace that. Do what makes you happy. Stop caring what people around you think about you. Stop caring what the people around you think about your choices. Trust your gut. Trust your 
Trust your gut. Trust your intuition. Do what feels right for you. Hopefully that was all at least a little bit helpful. Gave you some ideas for navigating your early 20s. I clearly still have so much to learn. You might be listening to this in your late 20s, early 30s, who knows, and you're like, wow, girl, yeah, you're making good points, but at the same time, I still think you need to learn this. You're right. I can imagine you are so, so right, but this is where I'm at right now. This is me embracing my own journey, what I know, what I want other people my age or younger or who haven't been through the same things as me, what I want you guys to know. And so I can only imagine how my advice and my perspective might change in only a year or two, but that's okay because you don't need to feel bad for not knowing something. Just because you don't know something doesn't mean that's a bad thing. That's why we're living life. That's why we're doing new things is to learn. I mean, how are you, how are you supposed to learn something if you've never experienced it? That's all I have for you guys. Hopefully that gave you some insight and was helpful for navigating your early 20s and life post-grad whether you are in your early 20s, you're still in high school, you have graduated, you're still in college, I have no idea, but hopefully you can take something from that and apply it to your own life and it can be helpful. I feel like I've talked far too long. You guys got a long update on my life. You guys got a long episode. So that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It truly means the absolute world to me that you're here. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe and follow the podcast and turn on the post notifications. Then head over to the Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. I'll be posting any updates over there. Plus, if you love this and want to hear more episodes, go leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That seriously helps me so, so much. I love you all so much already, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye.